Welcome. So Tucker Carlson parts ways with Fox News. This is big. He is their most popular guy. Average, on average, some, there are days where 3 million people apparently are watching him. So something big must have happened for the Fox News to take the decision to let him go. So I, before we start, just let me say I have a slight issue with the title, although it was my title, because it makes it look like Fox News are the good guys in this case. Whereas I think it's one of these cases where it would be better to say good readings to all of you, because basically you're telling to your people, we consider you stupid. But more on that soon. We are today with, uh, with James Valiant. So James, thanks for being with us. So this story has also potentially a legal angle. And this is one of the reasons why we wanted your expertise. So Tucker's firing didn't... We assume it was a firing, didn't come out of the blue because recently Fox News had to pay a record high settlement of seven of more than seven hundred million dollars to a company called Dominion. And this settlement had to had to do with Fox News admitting that, yeah, we were talking BS and we were basically throwing lies out there. So why don't you tell us a bit more about, first of all, what was your initial reaction to Tucker Carlson's firing? And also, what is this Dominion story and how it could potentially be related to? Well, my initial reaction, I have to say, was quite positive because I am no big fan of Tucker Carlson. Let me just say, I have had more than one of my own personal friends as a guest who's a guest on Tucker Carlson's Fox show. Uh, please don't ask me to name them here. You're, our audience probably knows a couple of them, and uh, they were repeated guests on, on his show. However, uh, Tucker's own opinion has been obnoxious to me for quite some time. Um, he is an opponent of free trade. He is an opponent of immigration. And the way he opposes immigration on all the wrong grounds, his economic arguments stink, his cultural are offensive. So he very much took the Trump line on immigration. He supported tariffs, even tariffs on countries like Mexico to help Trump support his immigration policy. So he's no friend of free trade either, wanting tariffs against America's allies even. Uh, and uh, he, of course, was a monstrous uh, enemy of what he called big tech and big tech censorship, as if Twitter and Facebook could even engage in censorship. Uh, so he, he doesn't understand the free market at all and was uh, constantly coming out with ideas I find absolutely pernicious and obnoxious. On the other hand, as just last night, I was listening to Fox News, Laura Ingram, basically report uh, her agreement with every single one of these positions, uh, you know, uh, anti-free trade, anti-immigration, anti-big tech censorship. Uh, and so I, the, I don't see the removal of Tucker as changing. You make a good point about the title because I don't see Tucker's removal as, uh, and I think it was a firing. I think it got the boot. It was sudden. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I don't see it changing the opinions of other people at Fox News, many of whom share Tucker's viewpoint. But you're absolutely right. He helped spread all kinds of uh, factual nonsense about the elections. Uh, and he was named in this lawsuit. And Fox News did have to pay almost $800 million in a settlement 
I don't think that Tucker's uh, firing was a condition of that settlement, uh, because that, as I say, would have probably encompassed a lot more people. Uh, various other people were named in the lawsuit, and they don't seem to be touched uh, by it. Uh, Janine Pirro or Lou Dobbs, who also worked at Fox News, they don't appear to be touched. So I don't think it was a condition of the lawsuit. I think Tucker got the boot because the lawsuit revealed internal communications that Tucker had where he was very critical of other Fox News uh, hosts. He was critical of Trump. Uh, he hates the guy, apparently. He thinks he stinks in the worst way possible. So he's privately saying all of this negative stuff about Trump and hating Trump, while on the other hand, promoting um, you know, pro-Trump ideas uh, on the air. Uh, so one has to question his sincerity and his integrity uh, when you compare the two, his recent comment was, oh, no, no, he's downplaying all that and recently said, no, 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 I love Trump. So even after all of those emails uh, were released as part of the discovery of that uh, legal case with Dominion, he's still saying, oh, no, no, I love Trump, even though the uh, emails show that he had a very negative opinion of Trump uh, all along. So and he's just, really not being just honest to... with viewers. Just to let people know why we claim that Fox News and Tucker willingly bullshit their audience. So we see in the so because of the lawsuit, apparently uh, Fox News had to. First of all, can you explain as to us how do we know about Fox's internal communications? And we know with details. We know what were in the messages, in the text, in the emails. How do we know all that? Normally, we wouldn't know all that had it not been for the fact that Dominion Voting Systems had filed suit against Fox for defaming them, saying specifically factually false things. And what Fox was doing was giving uh, air to uh, Trump's lawyers at the time. Uh, and Trump's lawyers at the time were saying all kinds of things that turned out to be absolutely false about the programming of the Dominion system, voting computer system, and so forth. And he was actively promoting all that. Now, so in their lawsuit, they want discovery. Give us your internal communications uh, so that we can know uh, what your own attitude was. And I think one of the reasons for the settlement that Fox News made was precisely the revelation of these uh, uh, emails. There was all kinds of internal doubt. Uh, uh, Tucker frankly said that uh, uh, Trump's lawyers were lying. So Fox knew there were people in at Fox New, News at the time who knew that they were promoting factually false things. That's relevant to Dominion's case. They could show that Fox was acting with reckless disregard for the truth or even knew the truth. Some of the people there knew the truth. And that's evidence of that very thing, uh, Tucker's uh, emails. So those emails were embarrassing to Tucker. They were embarrassing to Fox. They kind of uh, were evidence that helped force Fox to settle the case for such a huge amount. I mean, $800 million. The year, you know, the annual revenue of Dominion is only like $17 million a year. And they settled for, you know, many, many times that. And I know it can involve, a lawsuit can involve future loss of earnings too. And it can involve more than just the compensatory damages. You know, if they did it maliciously, which I think these Tucker emails do show, go to that part where they could get punitive damages against Fox, which I think explains why there was such a huge settlement, despite the modest uh, yearly revenues of Dominion, uh, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I think there's one particular thing 
in the things that we have seen revealed that tell us a lot about the character of the guy. So at some point, one of Fox News fact checkers tweets something that basically says what Trump is telling you about one topic, I don't remember what topic was, is a lie. And in the internal communication, Tucker and other big names, I think Hannity was in this group chat, he says we something like, we need to get rid of her, we need to fire her, because she's costing us, uh, she's costing us money. So people, those of you who now are watching this and you're saying, okay, these guys have Trump derangement syndrome, that's why they hate Tucker. This guy lied in your face. This guy considers you stupid. This guy is saying, hey, if someone tells the truth to these hackers, they need to go. And the worst thing there is he mentioned something like the price of the, the stock. Like, this is grifting. I'm going to lie to you, not even for an ideological cause. I'm going to lie to you. I know that the guy whom I'm defending, Trump, is an idiot, not my words. He, he, okay, he didn't call him an idiot, but he says he absolutely despises him. Despises him. And yet, and yet he's selling you all this BS. But this was not the only time that he sold you BS. Why I'm so confident in telling that this guy is grifting? Did you see the video that he called revealed the, the truth about January 6th insurrection? So he took, he took all hours and hours of emails. He creates a montage of like 20 minutes where there is no violence in these 20 minutes. And when some police officers are treating the protesters in a way which actually makes sense. I mean, if you threw like five isolated police officers in a mob, I would maybe do the same. I would say, okay, guys, let's make sure this ends peacefully. And apparently this means that there were no riots, which means he's telling you, don't trust your eyes. Don't trust what you've seen. Don't trust everything that you've seen. Here, I'm going to show you the truth. He's treating you the way CNN treated the American people when they showed the famous, uh, mostly peaceful, but uh, fiery protest. This is the American rights, mostly peace, peaceful, but fiery protest. These, these are the real postmodernists. What a brilliant comparison that is, and what an accurate comparison that is. If we had the bizarre spectacle of the leftist media saying these are mostly peaceful protests with fires burning behind them. So we have Tucker Carlson saying, hey, wait a minute here. This was, you know, democracy in action. They had no big deal. There was no violence. Sightseeing. Or he called it sightseeing. Sightseeing, sightseeing, <laughs> exactly right. And he continued to take every opportunity to defend every single one of these uh, January 6th protesters, sight unseen. So if they gave us a distorted view on the 2020 riots. Tucker was, was himself giving a distorted view on the January 6th uh, insurrection. I, I understand it wasn't much of an insurrection, but it was violence and an insurrection. And Tucker was denying that. And Tucker, Despite his own doubts, all the way through the lead up to that, between the election and January 6th, was constantly officially taking in effect the Trump side on it, despite all of his private communications. Uh, yeah, I have to think that Tucker Carlson is not sincere, uh, that he was uh, lying, as you say, to uh, his uh I want to also remind our viewers that he was the guy who gave that big interview with Kanye West. Uh, about Donald Trump that helped inspire Donald Trump to meet with Nick Fuentes and uh, <laughs> and company uh, about the uh, Kanye West and so forth. Uh, so uh, 
I don't have a very high opinion of uh, Tucker Carlson. I think he is a very insincere guy. He's currently now trying to backtrack about what he said and, you know, make it up with Donald Trump. Because for a while there, Donald Trump and he were getting along despite Tucker's earlier negative uh, Trump comments. Um, It's hard to even see this as sincere. He's uh, in effect lying to his audience and was lying to his audience all last year. About and a that's the that's the worst thing that you can tell the guy's clever. You can tell the guy's very very talented. You can tell the guy's very very good in what he's doing, which makes it worse. So the what comes back to mind since yesterday, James, is for some reason, Gail Wynand, the 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 tragic hero of the Fountainhead. So remember what happens towards the end. Gail Wynand thinks that by feeding his audience whatever they want. He has power over them. But then he doesn't realize that he's creating a monster. And I think this is what Fox News has been doing. And this is what Murdoch, the the owner of the enterprise, might might be feeling at the moment. Listen to this line that he says in one of the internal memos. So someone is telling him that people in the board are worried that uh, what is happening to Fox, like we are becoming a, a caricature. And he says, quote, Uh, just tell her to the member of the board uh, that Fox News is which called the election correctly is pivoting as fast as possible we have to lead our viewers which is not as easy as it might seem we have to lead our viewers which is not as easy as it might seem so he's telling people we understand that we have created something uncontrollable here we're trying to we're trying to put the genie back in the bottle it's not easy to put the genie back in the bottle oh wow that's it you know he worked for cnn for a long time on the crossfire program he even worked at msnbc for a while and he has basically the same attitude that leftists do with in terms of contempt for their own viewers they are manipulating their own viewers and both sides know this both Fox, get this, both internal revelations here show us that both Fox and MSNBC are perfectly aware that what they're doing is in effect uh, deceiving, lying to their own uh, audience to manip- in order to manipulate them. Uh, basically, that's how I read that confession. He's no different than all these other, you know, there are people at Fox who are a little better. Take uh, Neil Cavuto, uh, their uh, business editor there. Uh, He has their finance show um, in the afternoons. He was always very critical of Trump, for example, and has been consistently so. And as you pointed out, Fox News officially called the election for Biden at the appropriate time. (laughs) Uh, And What's astonishing to me is that the big names at Fox, the opinion got people in the evening, people like Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and uh, Tucker Carlson until recently, were taking this pro-Trump line uh, very aggressively. Um, in fact, gaslighting, in effect, the American people on a host of issues, on a host of issues. Ugh. You just go right down the list. I'm so pleased Tucker's gone for those reasons, as I say. But then you look at these other uh, uh, big name talking heads at Fox. They take essentially the same position. So I don't see the positions, those positions as changing much. I think it, it, as I say, it was uh, Tucker's, it was an internal uh, communications that got Tucker canned. Uh, He was just dissing his own uh, people. 
Um, right. So I I want us to end by talking a bit about what this tell what's the future for Tiger Carlson, but also what's the future for the American right because this uh, this is th- this is the way that nothing less than the energy and the drama of Tiger Carlson is going to feed them, but at the same time the more they get fed at that drug the worse it is for the American right. But before we get to that, let's let's see what the audience is saying. So many thank you, Jeff. Many thanks to Jonathan. Many thanks to Marilyn. Thank you for your contributions. They're highly, highly appreciated. Jonathan, uh, again, with a contribution. And Ashley says, this is precisely why network news is dying. Bye. And that's it. Yes, when you tell your people that, hey, I am, you call it gaslighting, I call it bull- bullshitting you, then... <laughs> Either you're going to keep the people that you wouldn't want, like the people who Gail Wynan kept at the end in the Fountainhead, who was the, the exactly the type of people that he despised personally, the people who cannot think, or then any people with a grain of mind will say, okay, these guys are BSing me. I'm going to I'm going to leave. So so James, what's uh, what's next for Tiger Carlson? Because back in the we've seen other prominent people like Glenn Beck or Bill O'Reilly who left Fox in the past. Fox did quite well after them. These people particularly never really got to the status they were during their Fox uh, peak days. So what's the future for for Tucker? And then we will discuss what's the future for the American right. Bill O'Reilly had that time slot on Fox News for many years, and he too broke records for cable news uh, viewing. He had terrific ratings. Uh, That time slot at Fox is the valuable thing. And much of what Tucker's uh, support uh, came from. Uh, And I think that as just like the figures you mentioned, uh, Glenn Beck or Bill O'Reilly, they went on to practically to unknown status uh, in the media after that. I suspect something like that will happen to Tucker unless there is some other major outlet, news outlet that picks him back up, you know, just for fun uh, because of his negative statements about Trump. But then again, he'd have to come clean about those negative statements. For Trump. So as it stands right now, I don't see a good future for Tucker. But, you know, uh, Bill O'Reilly's got his podcast. Uh, you know, uh, people still he's got his that's what happens. You know, you get a big viewership that's unique to you that you'll take with you. But I suspect that Fox's main viewers will continue to tune in to if they have a decent person to fill in at prime time for Tucker, uh, they'll get the good ratings as well. Uh, but as I say, I don't see Fox changing any uh, uh, their basic position at all. And American conservatism, I think, is backed its way into with this populist, you know, nationalist economic policy they have. They're really uh, no ideologically different from the left now in terms of fundamentals. These people wouldn't know an individual right if it bit them on the tail end. Um, So uh, I don't see Fox changing much, Uh, although there are, as I say, better people at Fox. Uh, uh, You know, our friend Jonathan Honig, for example, and the friends at Fox Business, I think, are a lot better than the people at the big Fox network, whose primetime hosts are pretty much just repeating the same Tucker line. So I am not sanguine about the future of American conservatism. I'm not sanguine about Fox changing its tune anytime shortly. Um, And uh, as for Tucker, I don't see him having much of a career. And uh, for people who say, well, he can go to things like Daily Wire and all that, 
Now, go to YouTube people and see what is the average viewing of a Daily Wire show. I mean, it's obviously brilliant, huge for YouTube standards, but not anywhere near the millions that you can get at Fox News. So right. 200,000 viewers per day, that's absolutely tremendous for a YouTube channel. But again, the comparison is the millions that are on TV. So Fox eclipses its competitors too in the cable news business. And they've got other uh, 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 highly rated people there like Greg Gutfeld and Sean Hannity who really do bring in the ratings. Um, and uh, so I suspect Fox will do just fine <laughs> at the end of the day. I really do. Uh, but uh, they won't change their policy. And uh, I, unless something miraculous happens, Tucker's not gonna have much of a future either at least that kind of a future where you get millions of, of viewers. Media platforms in this case really do matter to how you sell your books. And, you know, Tucker Carlson was obnoxious to me on various, various ways. He dismissed the idea of individual rights, in effect, as this God-given mystical thing. Rights are in conflict, so they can take a backseat when necessary uh, to, you know, popular, you know, democracy, the, the will of the people. Uh, he was an obnoxious believer that morality could not exist but for religion. Uh, he was an obnoxious believer in family traditional conservatism. I mean, we can say, oh, yeah, you can always boast, oh, I had these free market or even Cato Institute or libertarian origins. But the fact of the matter is, in my view, he was never a friend of Americanism, of the idea of individual rights or capitalism. And notice that we're talking about the guy who went to Hungary and uh, he was apparently excited with Viktor Orban. Now, Forget, yes. uh, you, could say, you, you could say whatever we hear about Orban is quote, woke propaganda. I will tell you one thing that I saw in Hungary. I was there for a talk some months ago. I found it interesting that Uber, there is no Uber there. So I asked a friend there, like, why is there no Uber? So, oh, the government banned it because uh, it would uh, create too much competition with the taxi driver. And this is exactly in accordance with Tucker Carlson's views. So my original title for the episode would be something like one fewer social, one uh, like one socialist less, or I don't know, I have the Greek title. Anymore. Like we got rid of a socialist, something like that. Go and watch his episode with Ben Shapiro, where he claims that we should not have driverless trucks because it's unfair competition to the truck drivers. So if you're that guy, go down, uh, go, go with the... Uh, uh, Maybe, maybe your proper place is uh, running with Bernie Sanders because your economic agenda is not miles away. Now, the bad news for Tucker is that he cannot, even if he had political aspirations, he cannot run now because obviously you'd have to run against Trump. So, but, <laughs> but, but know, that's the, that's the, yeah. We're in a strange place, Nikos, where a majority of the American people would prefer if neither Biden nor Trump ran for president. And yet both of those guys appear to be the leading candidate for each of their, the major parties. So we're in this bizarre situation where you ask the, the public, 70% don't want Biden to run, 60% don't want Trump to run. And yet you look at the internals on the Democrats and the Republicans, it looks like Biden and Trump are going to uh, have, a, at this point at least, have an easy road to get the nomination on each side what what so, a paradoxical time we live in huh we live we live in in very weird uh, times but it's exactly again the times that uh, our culture deserves so again yeah, right. uh, 
Tucker was not fired because he so didn't do well. And no, again, no. his views are the views of the American right. The American right these days, the new right, the national conservatives, however you want to call them, they are bringing, they're, they're bringing together the two things that are very popular in most people. Socialist economics with uh, going full in the culture wars. So it's it's the worst of possible it's it's the worst of possible uh, worlds and but that's exactly what the American uh, right uh, deserves and that's what people who fed this uh, this monster deserve. So enjoy now your socialist policies, enjoy your national conservatives, enjoy the Heritage Foundation who a couple of weeks ago had the long read that said basically, well, freedom in and the market has been tried. And it has uh, been, uh, and it's lacking. And maybe we need to rethink uh, our commitment to free market principles. So that's the American right, and uh, enjoy it. That's what you need. That's okay, what you deserve, I, dear conservatives. You, when you say that, I can't help but add, Nikos. One of the things that Tucker Carlson re recently said, and I, I, my jaw dropped when I read it, was he believes that the Republican Party are basically controlled by libertarian free free market dogmatists. Uh, wh what? Can you imagine the yeah, day? Name us one. Name us one. by free market dogmatists? <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. But, but uh, and it's also interesting that Tucker Carlson <laughs> was part of, of the people who made a thing, the term, quote, neoliberal as a smear by the right. So I grew up with neoliberalism being a smear term used by the left. Now, Tucker Carlson has and his friends have used this term to attack people like uh, Hillary Clinton. So you you are basically, you are collecting whatever the left has thrown away. And uh, this is your ideology. Well done, conservatives. Exactly right. Great insight, Nikos. Yeah. Okay. So my I'm always committing to have the daily objective being less than half an hour so i think we're good to go here so james thank you very very much and uh, we'll see we'll see what happened something tells me that sooner or later we'll be back discussing tucker carlson because again he's someone who's very clever he's very good at what he's doing unfortunately he's not doing something which is uh, something that i could uh, appreciate or celebrate but i don't think he will go into oblivion because i think he's be he has more potential and appeal than the other figures who, when they left uh, the mainstream states, they became less relevant. But he's we'll be certainly here. adapted to survive several times over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us see. Right. We'll see. So many thanks to James. Many thanks to our viewers. Many thanks to the people who gave super chats. Remember, also we have this new scheme. You can uh, scheme sounds bad. This new, uh, this oh, yeah. possibility that you can. <laughs> sponsor a whole episode so if you want to just talk to Razi and we can make it happen you can either sponsor an episode based on your goodwill that I want to sponsor uh, an, ex uh, an episode without you choosing the topic or you can suggest the topic and if the Lord Emperor agrees you can sponsor a topic of your own choosing that's all from us thank you very much for watching bye-bye take care